The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Earnings season winding down, debt ceiling heating up, and what's the latest CPI and PPI tell us? Welcome, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are busy today. Let's get right to it. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Thank you, Danny. Of course, that you nailed you nailed it again on this setup. Is this earnings season has been winding down, and that's really where we want to start because a lot of these companies did report better than expected. Right. I mean, the beat rates were above average. Uh, the the expectation versus expectations, and not only that, the guidance was better than many people thought it would be. So uh, better than feared quarter. Uh, the growth rate was was negative, but not by as negative a margin as people thought at the beginning of earnings season. And we'll see what happens in the second quarter. You know, one of the things which is is interesting is that there are 10 stocks which really account for 90% of the rally this year, and sometimes people forget that. Right. When you think about Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Meta, and NVIDIA, what they all share in common is exposure to AI, and artificial intelligence is all the rage these days. Many think that's going to add to the growth rates for those companies. And in addition, many of them took some major cost-cutting measures in the last couple of quarters that helped boost their results. So those those names have carried the S&P 500. They've certainly carried the NASDAQ. And it's, despite all the negative news we've heard, the S&P is up 8% for the year. I mean, that cert- certainly caught a lot of people flat-footed. I mean, there's so much bearish sentiment out there right now. So you can see when the tech rally continued, that certainly caused some people to reevaluate what they own. But seasonality is a real thing. And here we go, just wrapping up May. And the old saying of sell in May and go away might be a reality. All right. And over the long haul, on average, that has been a better six-month period to avoid than the six months that are started by October through April. But generally speaking, you know, we've got a lot of issues out there. We've got the debt ceiling debate. Uh, we've got questions about the banking system. The, the regional bank index continued to go down this week, despite the fact that many people were trying to call a bottom. So there are a lot of significant headwinds for the market, not to mention the fact that T-bill rates continue to be above 5%. And you talk about, you know, where there's opportunity in the market. And we certainly talked about the potential bank crisis and that maybe we haven't seen the end of the bank crisis because of the amount of commercial real estate that's out there. But some people are talking about a tactical opportunity there. Right. I mean, one of the things about financials, and this is a study that Ned Davis researched, is what they found is after the last Fed rate hike, as the yield curve begins to steepen, the, the financials in general have outperformed the subsequent six months. So from these low levels, it wouldn't shock me at all if that were the case. The other thing that came out this week, and I thought this was really interesting, both Stanley Druckenmiller and Warren Buffett talked about taking advantage of other people's mistakes. What Buffett said, and I paraphrase a little bit, is we wait for the fat pit, holding lots of cash, when those who did stupid things are, to, are found to be swimming naked. And what Druckenmiller said was, when you have free money, people do stupid things. When you have free money for 11 years, people do really stupid things. Obviously, the regional banks recently, we've had Bed Bath & Beyond, but he assumes there are more bodies coming. Just make sure to preserve your capital until they present themselves. And that's essentially the way we've been approaching the market. And how you do that, folks, is not really trying to time all the way in and time all the way out, but making sure 
sure that you have dry powder in your portfolio. And that can be as easy as increasing your fixed income position or holding some cash that certainly pays a much better interest rate than we've seen in almost a decade. Yeah, one of the things we did, we've liked the energy sector for a long time. And the energy sector has been under selling pressure over the last couple of months as people fear uh, the onset of a recession. But some of those energy companies that generate great free cash flow and pay a dividend over 4% are now at much more attractive buy levels. So we add a little bit of exposure there in one of our strategies. And then lastly, there's been a lot of talk about the debt ceiling debate, and we're going to hear more about that. And of course, we do believe that the, the banking crisis still is in front of us. But as you said, as that yield curve begins to flatten out, that could be something that we're going to look at as we go into the rest of the year. Well, and you're, by that you mean you're talking about short-term rates starting to come in, because right now there's a little bit of concern. So the, the one-month T-bill is actually trading at 5.5%, which is significantly higher than it would other if it weren't for this situation. The other thing, and people need to remember this, in 2011 we had the same sort of situation, and it was after they approved the debt ceiling that the market sold off, because that involves taking liquidity out of the system in the short run. And I just want to say we, we're going to talk about that in just a minute with Brian Jacobson, but you know, make sure that the facts and circumstances are the same. Most importantly, folks, know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. And do it with a fee-only fiduciary. Dave Spano has built this team many layers deep with really smart people. Keeps uh, hiring those PhDs, which really right. is, you're raising the curve or dropping the curve or something. It's, it's helping us. It's helping us. <laughs> you and I are totally. graded on a curve. <laughs> totally. Investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary with the entire Annex Wealth Management team. Talking about complete fee transparency, not trying to sell you anything. We would love to help. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. You can catch the Week in Review on Demand, Spotify at the top of the hour, and the Axiom Newsletter, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Mother's Day. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. You can check out our SWAT podcast from the Annex Wealth Management Investment Team. That's Monday morning, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano, our president and CEO, is in the studio. Now joined by Brian Jacobson, our chief economist at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are one good-looking guy, and the way I know that is, number one, you're in the studio, but number two, I saw you on television on Friday, and that was pretty impressive. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. That was a debt ceiling conversation. Interesting stuff. It was, yeah. Everybody's talking about the debt ceiling these days. Yeah, they really are, Brian. And of course, it's certainly causing a lot of concern. And, you know, I heard lots of people talking about it this past week. And obviously, people are starting to ramp up their concern. But you look at some of these factors that are out there. I read this week that 43% of commercial real estate is held by the regional banks. And it's a substantial part of their portfolio. Obviously, the yield curve is inverted. And we're just coming off of 14 years of free money. You look at all of those facts and the fact that now 
there is a debt debate at the same time that you see all of these factors. And I can see why people are concerned about it. Yeah, I agree with you. There's always conflating factors in these different crises and that. And I think that when I look back at the last time we had a major debt ceiling debacle, 2011, a lot of people point to that and say, hey, you know what? Even though they got a deal done, the equity market ended up selling off pretty significantly afterwards. And what they tend to forget is that there was that Greek debt drama going on around that time. Europe was in a recession in 2011. So a lot of the things that really caused the problems in the markets during that period of time after a deal got done was not related to a deal being done. It was due to these extra factors. And I think the fact that people sometimes draw parallels to the past of what the markets have done, they really have to look at really the fact pattern. Are the facts and circumstances the same? Now, we're not here to make any predictions on what we think could happen. What we're saying is those times are slightly different, but there's certainly risks that we see now. And at some point, the Republicans and the Democrats are going to have to talk about the debt, $32.5 trillion. And if we don't do it, the CBO has interest on the debt surpassing and squeezing everything out in just about 10 or 15 years from now. Yeah. And one of the things that was I always taught students when I was teaching introductory macroeconomics was the idea of crowding out, you know, and even though it doesn't oftentimes show up in the data, but there is this idea that at a certain point, when you have to pay the debt, it does crowd out other spending. And I think that's one of the big fears here is that as the interest costs have gone up, well, Corporate America has done a great job, for the most part, extending the duration of their debt, taking advantage of those low rates. The federal government didn't. They were still heavily reliant on issuing the short-term treasury bills in that instead of doing what a lot of economists were asking for is, hey, why don't you issue longer-term debt so that way the interest burden doesn't start squeezing out other priorities. And let's talk about that in layman's terms. The Federal Reserve goes out and buys these bonds. So they have bonds on their balance sheet. That's what we mean when we say that. And about half of these bonds are going to come due in the next three years. Well, they were paying approximately one and a half to two percent. And now they're going to have to pay market rates. And we're talking about, in some circumstances, tripling the interest rate that they were. That should cause people to look at the scenario differently. It really does, because how are you going to pay for that? Is it going to be through cutting spending, raising taxes, or increasing inflation. You know, those are really the three ways in which debt gets dealt with. And I guess there is that fourth option of an explicit default. Right. But from the sounds versus, of it, versus the technical default. Yeah, as opposed to the technical default here, you know, the, we do have, I think, a slight problem with the negotiations that are going on is there isn't really a firm deadline. A lot of people have been talking about June 1 being this X date, but that's actually a, just a wild guess as to when the Treasury might run out of room in order to actually not have to risk defaulting on the debt. It could be as late as August. A lot of it depends on the flows into the Treasury and those expenditures that come out. And some of the politicians are out there, including Janet Yellen, putting out these disastrous results. But there is an answer if the politicians have the stomach to go out and do it. And that's one of the conversations we are going to continue to have. But more importantly, folks, we've laid out a scenario where you have to go through your portfolio and understand if there is these outside factors 
What that does to your portfolio and the way to do that is to know what you own. Why is it in your portfolio and how much you're paying for it? It is so important, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got the team to help. And we do it as a team for sure. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We'd love to do it for you. And we can do it uh, fairly soon. So get a hold of us. You can do it on the weekend. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Start button. Let's get you going for this year and beyond. What is retirement income insecurity? Something new or has it always been around? We're going to take a break and be back with that next on Money Talk. The Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Tom. Hello, Danny. I know you read a lot. I subscribe to a lot of newsletters. I like quick reads. Maybe I'm going to learn something. They also fit my short attention span. Sometimes I spot things for the shows, like this headline. Why are Americans retiring now facing a feeling of perpetual insecurity? Interesting headline. Here's a nugget from the article. 401k plans and IRAs don't generate steady and predictable income like pensions or Social Security. The result is a feeling of perpetual insecurity even among those who have amassed substantial savings. Tom Parks, what's your reaction to that? My initial reaction, Danny, is that with Secure 1.0, they expanded in that legislation the opportunity for lifetime income options within 401k plans. And I have a funny feeling one of the salespeople for those in-plan annuities might have called this reporter and asked them to write this article. But, you know, that's just the cynic in me. That's a buzzword for it, isn't it? Lifetime or guaranteed income? Well, right? Lifetime income sounds a lot better than annuities, you know, so they, whatever, you know, whatever, want... whatever words are going to use. <laughs> well, this is obviously a generational shift. Now, at Annex, we've got clients with pensions as part of their portfolio, while others do not. The 401k changed a lot of things. Does relying on a fixed pool of money like a 401k affect retirees' ability to determine their income? The article states that they're the first generation to rely on private savings instead of pensions to navigate the financial vortex of retirement. That may be true, Danny, but I think the assumption that a 401k balance or any other lump sum really is how I think of it, balance, somehow has less permanency than one of these scheduled options. So, I mean, when you look at it, whether it's annuity companies or the sources of pensions, there are pools of money that create those long-term streams of income. The same thing can be done with a 401k balance or any other balance of money. It's just a question of how you arrive at that, whether you farm that out to somebody else and you pay them to do it for you, as is the case with an annuity, or if you work with a professional to do it yourself. It's just a difference in approach, I think. Yeah, that phrase perpetual insecurity kind of got me. The challenge for retirees is that when paychecks stop, we all need to determine monthly spending. Isn't that financial planning? It is. And that's the thing is you need to do some predictions. And obviously you can't predict everything specifically exactly in the timing and all those things, but you can, based on experience, make reasonable plans for how your money's going to last in retirement. And the other thing is then you're constantly adjusting that plan as you go through retirement. So it's not like a one-time deal, whereas the purchase of a financial instrument, oftentimes an annuity, things like that, that is a one-time deal. And then you've got what you agreed to. Whereas with financial planning, you have the ability to change your behavior and adjust to the conditions as necessary, whether good or bad. 
you head up the Annex Wealth Management Retirement Plan Services Department. So 401ks, those are your things. They flow through your veins. We help companies set up those benefits that include 401ks. And for many, the 401k is the largest retirement asset they have. When you're with those employees, do they mention worried about cash flow? Yeah, everybody is worried about cash flow. I think regardless of whether it's today living or anticipating future living and retirement, I will just say quickly, JP Morgan did a study indicating that 90% of job applicants think that benefits are important. 75% of them believe employers have a responsibility to help with retirement. And so I do think it's incumbent upon employers to say, okay, we've put together this benefit for you. Let us help you maximize it. And obviously that's a big part of what our team does is work with people every day to help them and better understand and better take advantage of those benefits. Do you sense more financial stress and maybe insecurity than you did maybe five years ago? There's no question, Danny, we do. And I don't know if it's a, a matter of what's really happening in people's financial lives or if it's just that they're spending so much time on their phones that there's a constant stream of things freaking them out. Don't know which one it is, but yes, there is more stress. How about financial literacy? That certainly would help. I mean, and that's got to go back into what, middle school even or high school for sure? I wish it did, Danny. And there's more of that going on throughout the country. There are legislatures that are mandating some sort of financial literacy education at the high school level. I'd love to see that at the middle school level. We do that all the time with our clients. And it's not a condescending thing. It's just a matter of saying, okay, let us help all of us become more literate about finance is a very literal interpretation of the word, but financial literacy needs to be boosted. And we're doing our part at Annex, and I encourage people at all education levels to do the same. And parents, that's the other thing. If you have kids, start talking to them about it now. Talk to my kids, they'll tell you maybe maybe not as much as I do, but we all need to chip in here. Yeah, if you've got kids or grandkids, make them watch things like Shark Tank. I mean, that is the today's lemonade stand, isn't it? It is indeed. And there's a lot of great stuff on YouTube, as much garbage as there is on YouTube. There's a lot of really good content that's fun to watch and educational. Employee benefits are really important. We are open to work with companies. How do they get hold of you? Well, they can, of course, check out our YouTube channel, Danny, but AnnexWealth.com, you'll find our contact info there. We've got a great team of people. It's not just me. I'm the one who's fortunate to come on the radio and talk to you, but we've got a deep team, as you know, Danny. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, that's what we do, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Let's talk about the value of an advisor. It's important. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You might have heard the old saying, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. The team at Annex Wealth Management tends to agree. Look at every inflation battle for the past 60 years. While not every facet is the same, there sure are similarities. Knowledge is power. How are you with financial rhymes? Do you know how previous investors did in the battle against inflation? Who succeeded? Who didn't? Our team of experts with a diversity of experience, insight, and opinion is what sets Annex Wealth Management apart. It's a team that works together to do what's in our clients' best interests. One team allows Annex to take a holistic approach to financial planning. And face it, that's something a do-it-yourselfer, one-person shop, or an inexperienced firm might find too challenging. Take a quick look at the headlines. We're not out of the woods yet. It's time for a seasoned team, a team that's seen it before, a team equipped to guide you on the path to where you're headed. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Value. We all want value. It's human nature to want the best deal on goods or services. Might be a pizza. 
Might be a car. Why not? Might as well be your financial plan. You've also heard the old adage, you get what you pay for. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Danny. I like talking to you about this when it comes to your investment and retirement plan. The value of an advisor is important, and it's important to us, and we want that for you, too. Russell Investments breaks down the value of an advisor by using simple letter codes A, B, C, and T. A is for active rebalancing of investment portfolios. And, Brandon, we talk about that a lot. Active is the key word. Yeah, and active is so important because it's not set it and forget it. It's not actively do it one time a year. It's when is their opportunity? Take advantage of what the market is getting you. What I mean by that is, so the market's up, take some of those gains, take them off the table, rebalance to areas that have underperformed. In in the long term, this benefits the long-term perspective of the portfolio. And actually what it does, the key here is it reduces volatility. So in a recent study, again, Russell Investments put together, you can see the reduction in volatility that the math that they've done actually brings it down about 0.51% in terms of standard deviation. I know that's getting kind of deep, but it's basically, it's reduced the volatility by actively rebalancing balancing. And when you have an investment team like Annex looking over it, that is a phenomenal way to help you reach your goals, which we'll eventually talk about when we get to B and C. Got it. The flip side is passive, right? Passive is set it and forget it or some some things doing it? Some things Thing. doing it where there's it's more of it's just a time frame. Well, this is actively done. This isn't a time frame like we're going to do it on June 30th. This is when the opportunity arises, we take advantage and rebalance those portfolios. When talking about the value of an advisor, B stands for behavioral coaching. And coaching is a two-way street. That implies an engaged relationship on both sides. Correct. And this has actually been so prevalent in recent history, right? You go through the pandemic and all the things going on. Well, when we have an engaged relationship with our clients, we're talking to them not just about the markets, but we're talking about their plan. And the thing is, it's keeping them on pace. It's long-term, big picture. What are you looking at? How does it fit your plan? Again, statistics that Russell has pulled together is if you miss the best 51 days of the market because you pulled out because fear took over for you, well, you could miss an average return dropping of 1.34%. I mean, that's that's a drop just because of behavioral. So when you work with Annex as a team, we're looking long-term, right? What is the long-term impact? Well, it hurts now because the market's volatile and all those things going on. Long term, how does it impact your plan? And that really leads to C. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, talking about the value of an advisor. C stands for customized experience and family wealth planning. That process, that's a journey. That's a journey that starts from the day we sit down, but it never ends. And that's what's key about it. So it's customized planning. No one family is the same. Every situation is different. So you're looking at a customized plan. Maybe you want to retire to another state. It's all variable. It's all different. So you have to have a custom plan. And that's part of that C where it's working together, building that plan. And the cost of planning, surprisingly, in the 80s, well, maybe not surprisingly, was lower, right? Because it was more of the brokerage side. It was just buying and selling. But now there's so much more to it. And it really leads to all the different things you put together, which is the last one, in my opinion, and probably one that people forget the most about. And that's T, Danny. There you go. What's the value of an advisor at Annex Wealth Management? We think that answer is a lot. Piece we saw from Russell Investments, T stands for tax smart investing. 
big difference between tax preparation and tax planning. Yes, and that is key. I think we talk about that, and I actually I know we talk about that in every meeting here at Annex when we meet with somebody who first comes in the door. There's tax planning and there's tax prep. Tax prep is you know the compliance, looking backwards. Tax planning is saying, what do you own? What does that mean for your tax picture? Can we adjust that? Can that get better? Maybe it's because you have something that pays high capital gain distributions and that impacted your taxes last year. Well, let's look at that now. Overall, there's tax drag. We call it a tax drag on a portfolio because you might have an investment that has done really well, but because of the tax drag, because of all the capital gains that you don't really think about, but when you look at your 1040 come April, actually had an impact. Tax smart investing. Tax loss harvesting at the right time, watching how long you own something for, wash sales, all of those things are so important. And that's really the T. And there can be up to, they say 92 basis points or 0.92% of what you call tax drag sometimes on portfolios just because you weren't paying close attention. And when you partner with a firm like Annex, where we have a tax team, an investment team, it's so important to help that fit into C, customized approach be on the behavioral side and obviously the active rebalancing. I love that. When it gets down to it, think carefully about the value of a fee-only fiduciary. That's the key right there. A fee-only fiduciary who's working in your best interest at all times that has a team behind them, a team of experts in their given areas to make sure your plan is on track for the goals that you want to accomplish. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. That's how we do it, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Danny? It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Need to reach Annex Wealth Management but want to skip the computer? No problem. Call us. 239-350-6363. 239-350-6363. Let's talk soon. It is time for Ask Annex. Here we go. And again, if you got a question, you head to our website, look for the Ask tab. We get back to everybody. If you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. And if you don't want your question answered on the radio, that is fine as well. In the studio, Sarah Kyle, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Hello. Hello, Danny. We've got Matt Moore, the investment team manager here. Hey. Hey, Danny. Our first question is from Craig. Will the 60-40 portfolio come back from the dead this year? It's been dead, huh? Yeah, I think last year in 2022, that was certainly the story of the year, or at least something that, you know, if you went to Yahoo or MSN or Google Finance or any of those, you had articles on the 60-40 all year. And really what that came to is that it was a year where both stocks and bonds went down a lot, which typically doesn't happen at the same time. Usually if stocks are down, bonds usually hold their value pretty well and they're they're uncorrelated or have a low correlation to each other. But last year with rising interest rates, bonds got killed just as much as stocks did. So it's a year that a lot of people were, were trying to move away from that. When you're looking at a forward metric standpoint of, of is it dead in or 
is it going to come back is what are the potential future returns from each of the two asset classes? So we have stocks now that are trading at a lower multiple that they were going into 2022. And you have bonds with a higher yield now than they did then as well, too. And so you're at a spot where you actually see a better outcome moving forward from the 60-40 than you would have thought a year ago. You also have the add-on to not only getting a higher yield on some of those longer-term bonds, but if the Fed is going to cut like the market thinks it's going to, you have the chance of capital appreciation with your bond as well. So they actually look pretty attractive. And this is something actually we talked about recently on one of our SWAT podcasts is that the 60-40 actually looks pretty attractive right now. This is one of those topical type of things that comes up when you have a historically non-normal time period, which is what we just experienced. Over the last 10 years, and this is according to Vanguard, the 60-40 averaged 6.1% per year in the last 10 years, ending at the end of 2022. So even with a horrible 2022, you still got 6% a year. When they're using their forward metrics to put out their capital assumptions going forward, assuming the higher yields that we have now, potential gain in bonds, they're actually saying that you're going to get a higher 60-40 return over the next 10 years than what we just experienced. Now, we don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see in 10 years if that's true, but it actually looks more attractive now, according to Vanguard, than it did before. Next up is from Kyle. What are the main differences between active and passive investments? There's a couple different ways to look at that. So passive, or what people usually refer to that as kind of like an index investment. So you're just going to buy the S&P 500 and it's a passive because you're just making that decision to do that. You're just going to let the market do what the market's going to do. Active is where you have somebody who's actively trying to beat the market. So whether using the S&P 500 as a benchmark, you have an active manager, usually inside of a mutual fund, trying to make stock picks to beat that index. The other way to look at that too is you could be passive by picking an ETF that has a set strategy to it. Maybe it's tilted in a certain direction, but it's not necessarily having an active manager picking stocks. So that's kind of a hybrid between the two as well. But active is somebody trying to beat a benchmark. Passive is generally a benchmark. And there's some variations off of that as well, too. And with that comes different fee structure, too. So the active manager is typically going to have that higher fee and the passive investment strategy is going to have a lower cost. A lot of times passive investing might have 0.02% or 0.03% mm-hmm. because all they have to do is set the benchmark and then forget it. And then they rebalance once a year along with the benchmark. So there's very little work to go into it. And then the active is trying to beat it. So they're charging you for the research, for their staff. They're charging you for all those things in order to beat it. So it's important to look at the net expense of what you're going to pay, but then what the returns are net of those fees. It's Ask Annex. Got a question for us. You head to our website, look for the Ask button. This one is anonymous. Is there a tipping point between taking on enough risk to achieve my retirement goals, but not not so much that I'm risking my future financial security. Boy, that's a big question, Sarah. Yeah. Well, yes, there is a tipping point between those. But the amount of risk that you take really depends on several factors, including your investment goals, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, as well as your risk capacity. We talk about this all the time. So after you determine that, then it's important to have that financial plan constructed. And that will be a nice roadmap to help you determine how much risk you should be taking. Final question real quick, and we get a lot of them on AI, artificial intelligence. Is everybody falling all over themselves trying to get into these investments? Well, I feel it's really, it's exciting when progress presents us with new innovation. But just like the internet, when that internet came on the scene, the dot-com bubble, there were winners and losers. So um, there were thousands of companies that went out of business and did not survive. And AI companies will be the same way. They'll be winners and losers. You got to do your homework and know what you own. But these companies will transform the way we do business and create new opportunities and challenges for both companies and individuals. So-
Just do your homework, know what you own. We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, I think one of the funny things to watch with this is the change of times that it gets mentioned within companies' earnings calls. So there seems to be a lot of trends when over time in these calls, and they'll highlight this on CBC or other news outlets where they'll go through and, and take the transcripts and find out how many times a word is used quarter to quarter. And so a year or two ago, it was metaverse and through every single one of these earnings calls. And now it's AI. In fact, they played like a couple uh, minute segment the other day where it was just highlights of different people that were on CNBC over the last few months saying the letters AI over and over and over again. And it's just amazing to see all of a sudden that's the new buzzword that's talking. It's certainly something that looks like it's going to change how we do things, as you mentioned. But like you said, there's going to be winners and losers. And right now, everyone wants to play the AI game. Some of them have even changed name of the company, their ticker symbol, all those things to get people to think of them as the AI company or, or doing that. So it's going to be really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're welcome. Matt Morrissey, Investment Team Manager. Thanks. Thank you. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management with Jeff Day, Branch Director and Wealth Manager. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Danny. You know, I don't mind a good rule of thumb. Lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. Don't spit into the wind. If you're running from a bear, don't be the slowest one in the group. (laughs) Save 10 times your salary for retirement. Oh, wait a minute. To comfortably retire, you need to save 10 times your salary? Let's talk about that with Jeff. Saving 10 times your annual income is a popular rule of thumb for retirement savings. Jeff, you've heard that. Where does that come from? Yeah, so I like some of those rules of thumbs, but not all of them in that 10 times. You have to be very careful. It lends itself to false confidence, and uh, maybe that can be really detrimental to you. You know, many have heard that 10 times your annual salary at retirement might be enough to sustain you for the rest of your life, and we think a little differently here at Danx Wealth Management. Jeff, do you think that is to amass 10 times your annual salary when you retire, or is that as you go along, you're saving 10 times? Yeah, so it is really truly to get at the end of the rainbow 10 times your annual salary. And I think of it in terms of like this. Any rule of thumb that we use, Danny, is really thinking back to when we used to use slide rules for calculations. Many of you may remember those and how we use those geometric items to calculate what we're looking to ultimately accomplish, but they're best left in the drawer and left to the professionals to really do that full calculation, and that may or may not be the right solution for you. There are some assumptions that people use in the 10 times salary rule of thumb. What are they and what might not work? 
So again, we're distilling the complex calculation or can be complex calculation that is retirement planning into a quick multiplication chart if we're thinking about the 10 times salary rule of thumb. If we think about the assumptions that we're using are really a shorter life expectancy, maybe starting Social Security at full retirement age closer to 67, having the majority of your money in stocks, thinking about also saving about 15% or at least in the teens of your savings, your annual income beginning at age 25 or, or sooner frankly, and allowing for that wage growth, that compounded wage growth that is every year at one and a half percent, get you to that 10 times annual salary number may or may not be the right solution for you. We're with Jeff Day, branch director and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, and we're talking about saving 10 times your salary. Is it enough for retirement? I don't think you're convinced, are you? I am not convinced. It's, it is like one of those commercials you see on television where I lost 10 pounds with this particular diet yeah. and in the fine print, you know what it says, your results may vary. This is not prototypical. And I would say just with a strong word of caution, it's frankly one of the reasons why we have a profession, why I come to work here every single day serving our clients here at Annis Wealth Management. It's because that may not be true for you and your individual's facts and circumstances dictate. And we want to make sure you're confident not confused when it comes to retirement income planning. Well, then here's the big question. How much should you actually save for retirement? Thank you for asking that. So I think that's a wonderful question. And the answer is, of course, it depends. And I think of it this way. We don't want to adjust our lifestyle to the pot of money that we have. We want the pot of money to adjust for the lifestyle we're trying to lead. So think about what drives the decision-making. Is it you've arrived at that retirement age and you've got this pot of money, you got to figure out how to make it last? Or did you do the planning ahead of time to figure out what you'll need, just like if you're building a building, what materials you'll need ahead of time so that when the day comes, you're prepared? It's, again, something we do every single day here for our clients here at Annex Wealth Management. Let's get back to square one. If somebody's listening and they're saying, I have no idea how to do that, that's what we help with. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those benefits of doing what we do and seeing somebody coming in the door, just the anxiety, the stress on their face to say, I'm not sure which path I'm on. I'm not sure if I'm even on the road to retirement. Can you help me navigate the path and the pitfalls that might come my way? And we've seen this movie before enough to know we know how it ends generally for most folks. And we know how to guide them and, and provide that advice for whatever stage of life they're in. That's the critical, important piece. It's no judgments. It's just help. We want it to be a happy ending of that story. We don't want it to be a cliffhanger. You can help, maybe sew things up a little bit. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Jeff Day, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Would you trust a part-time dentist? Then why would you trust a part-time fiduciary? Some financial professionals say they're a fiduciary, and they are part-time. The other portion of the time they're interacting with you, they might be serving other interests. Do yourself a favor. Ask your financial professional if they're a fiduciary all the time. Annex Wealth Management is. Drill down into your finances with the full-time fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. 
Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Tom. Hello, Danny. Also joining us, Tom Burkholz, CFP and Financial Planning Specialist, Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom. Hi there. By the way, you are representing Millennial Generation. Is that all right? Yep. Double Tom. So I'm just going to start with each guy's names if I got a question for you like this one. Tom Parks. Here's the headline that caught my eye. Six in 10 millennials consider cashing out of retirement plans in large market downturn. For a guy focused on retirement plans, that's got to send a shiver down your spine. Danny, the word that comes to mind is one I hear from my my high school-age kids, cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. Yes. Tom Burkholz, I highly doubt that is you, but you are the representative millennial. So what's going on? Yeah, well, for one, we know about half of millennials live paycheck to paycheck. So as we experience these market downturns, there's more layoffs and more millennials finding themselves taking money out of their 401k, in my opinion, out of necessity. Um, And I also think there's some temptation when there's that smaller 401k balance to just say, you know, it's only $5,000. I'm just going to take it out, cash it out. But they don't really think of the time value of money that by the age they retire, that's going to be worth a lot more. It's not that they're worried about the future, do you think? Do they think that the world is coming to an end or anything? I do think with millennials, they tend to be more pessimistic yeah. about the state of things and, and the future of our planet and whatnot. So that could play part of it as well. Okay. Tom Parks, good sample in this survey. Size of over 4,000, everybody's 18 and older, contributing at least 1% to a current plan and or having $5,000 in at least one former plan. But 60% considering cashing out with this market downturn, I know the answer, I think, but what's the long-term potential impact of cashing out? Yeah, well, Mr. Burkholz kind of alluded to this with the time value of money. And when I look at this, you know, you think of millennials cashing out without regard to the market performance, generally not going to be a good idea when we're talking about a retirement plan account, generally speaking. So the long-term impact on the ability to grow is obviously going to be diminished with actions like this. Tom Burkholz, I saw somewhere that this might be because millennials haven't seen something quite like this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe you saw the 0809 recession as kids. You're in the biz, but you got a historical perspective. But is this just totally unexpected? No, I mean, in fact, it should be totally expected. We know that on average, bear markets happen about every one in seven years. So they're a common thing. And if you listen to Warren Buffett's advice, it's pretty simple. You, you want to buy low and sell high. And I just view recessions and pullbacks like this as an opportunity to buy low and accumulate more shares and really just participate in the upside from here. The headline, six in 10 millennials consider cashing out of retirement plans in large market downturn. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management is here. So is Tom Burkholz, CFP and a financial planning specialist and a millennial. If not a retirement plan, where's that money going? Nearly half of millennials are extremely interested in investing in ESG. More planned participants also jumping into digital assets such as cryptocurrencies. In fact, millennials lead the way in the category with 61% investing in crypto. Yeah, Danny, this is an interesting aspect of this. So when we talk about, Sir Bergholz again said, this opportunity with the market being where it is. Now, do we know if the market is going to go down further before we hope eventually it's going to go up? We do generally think of market downturns as opportunities for buying. When you start looking at ESG, there are very specific fiduciary considerations that need to be taken into impact with retirement plans in particular that makes that an interesting concept. But when we look at cryptocurrency, lots of different opinions when it comes to cryptocurrency. What I would say is if you're looking at a retirement account, you want to really question, is that the appropriate vehicle for cryptocurrency speculation? 
Yeah, and another thing I'll mention is I actually just saw some research that millennials who are buying crypto on average tend to have more debt than their peers. So are we seeing this lottery ticket phenomenon where just like people who buy lottery tickets often out of need, are we seeing millennials who are buying crypto, it's more out of need that they just want to hit it big so they can start paying off their loans and things like that. The other thing, Danny, that I forgot to mention is we do have a What's That video on ESG for those of you who are listening, kind of wondering what we're talking about there. So check out our YouTube channel for that. You know, I got to plug those things. Very, very nice. This is probably a huge opportunity for companies to educate their employees of staying in and staying hanging with the market, right? Absolutely. I think it is difficult when you're looking at what's going on. These times we try to prepare people for saying market turbulence does happen. It's one thing to talk about it theoretically. It's obviously an entirely different thing to experience it in real life, which is what's happening now. The opportunity for education is an ongoing one. It is acute right now, though, I would say. So we're doing a lot of messaging with our 401k clients in particular because people are understandably concerned. And a lot of times what we find is just if you have a communication, you talk to people, you let them know you're there. It really goes a long way to, to helping stabilize their, their emotions. Yeah, for sure. Tom Burkholz representing Millennial Nation. Do you believe six and 10 millennials are thinking about doing this? I personally do not consider it. My friends and my family that I've talked to have not, but I would imagine because we know millennials do really live paycheck to paycheck, many of them. So I think a lot of necessity are. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Tom Burkholz, CFP, Financial Planning Specialist. Thank you. My pleasure. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services. Thank you. Look forward to coming back, Danny. Thanks. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, a discussion about Secure Act 2.0 and the potential impact on retirement planning, particularly for women. Deanne Phillips is Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP, and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hello. Hello, Danny. So, is it true women may benefit the most from changes introduced by Secure Act 2.0? Well, first off, we know that women tend to live longer than their male partners, and due to a variety of reasons, including pay disparity, career stops and starts for family and child care, you know, they tend to have less assets in retirement than men as well. The SECURE Act 2 does offer new options that can assist in these unique circumstances, and it might provide opportunities to help bridge that gap. Men are from Mars, women <laughs> are from Venus. <laughs> How do women's financial needs really differ from those of males? So I think everyone's basic financial needs when it comes down to it are similar, but the bigger picture of how we communicate and the disparity later on in retirement might be different. So what I often hear from female clients whom I work with at Annex might be, you know, I don't want to be a burden to my family or I want to leave them in a better financial position than I was, or they may say, I want to be a 
good custodian of this family money that I've earned and inherited, and I want to pass along those values to the next generation. Now, what I often hear from male counterparts might be, I want to make sure she's taken care of when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. There was a Goldman Sachs report that said that many women feel their retirement savings are behind schedule. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of female clients. Do Do you sense that as well? Yeah, and the key here is that women feel they're behind in education, asset accumulation, and actually, Danny, in getting solid advice. So this report from Goldman actually showed that over half the women who responded think they're not on track compared to only about a third of the men. But the stats show us that leaving the workforce for a woman for even just two four-year periods can throw their retirement savings off as much as 35%. Now, what pulls women out of their careers? Well, raising family and elder care. Women need customized solutions to bridge that gap. Let's get to that nitty-gritty customization. What are some specific provisions within Secure Act 2.0 that are particularly beneficial for women? Yeah, well, a few that come to mind are the increase in required minimum distribution age. Now, that's the age where you have to take a percent of your retirement plan annually as income, and then you pay the tax on it. This increase in age provides women with more time to save, look if Roth conversions are good for them, do legacy planning, as well as future retirement planning. There's also a new provision in the Act for extra catch-up contributions in retirement plans. Another one would be the ability to roll 529 education plans over into a Roth IRA under certain circumstances, uh, basically converting those education savings into retirement savings. There's also automatic enrollment into retirement plans at the company level, and that can help provide a gentle, forced savings, hopefully starting the woman when she's younger. Let's talk about three different women. One has never been married. One was married but is now divorced. One was married but now a widow. How different are their three plans? Okay, well, you know what? What's kind of ironic about this is even if all three were in the same marital state, I would argue their plans and planning would be very different, potentially. But okay, sticking to your example, when married couples plan, they try to maximize their joint income flows in a way that might benefit the younger spouse, let's say, right? And maximize their decades of living in retirement, Mm -hmm. their go-go years, slow-go years, no-go years, and their specific planning to all that. So, for example, Social Security claiming becomes important, especially if there's a disparity of ages. Now, when one was married and they're now divorced, depending on their age and the longevity of the marriage, it can be like starting again after the assets are split because more and more marriages are ending when the couple's over 50 years old. And that's actually, Danny, 25% of divorces Mm. called gray divorce. The planning becomes more about lifestyle in retirement and perhaps budgeting along those last few years to and through retirement, cash flow management, creation of a new estate plan. Then when one loses a spouse beyond the obvious initial consolidation of assets and decisions that have to be made financially, initially, the planning goes from obviously two for one person. So your risk tolerance, your cash flowing, that legacy planning as well as estate planning, they all need to be considered. So you're hanging with a bunch of your friends, right? They're all women. Nobody's plan is the same. No, they're not. Yeah, and it takes a unique approach, and it definitely takes a fee-only fiduciary. And it takes a team of experts, too, because not one person can be an expert in all areas. Amen. Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development at CFP and at CDFA at Annex Wealth Management, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
quick break. We're going to be back to wrap things up on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You might have heard the old saying, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. The team at Annex Wealth Management tends to agree. Look at every inflation battle for the past 60 years. While not every facet is the same, there sure are similarities. Knowledge is power. How are you with financial rhymes? Do you know how previous investors did in the battle against inflation? Who succeeded? Who didn't? Our team of experts with a diversity of experience, insight, and opinion is what sets Annex Wealth Management apart. It's a team that works together to do what's in our clients' best interests. One team allows Annex to take a holistic approach to financial planning. And face it, that's something a do-it-yourselfer, one-person shop, or an inexperienced firm might find too challenging. Take a quick look at the headlines. We're not out of the woods yet. It's time for a seasoned team, a team that's seen it before, a team equipped to guide you on the path to where you're headed. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Reminder, this show is going to be on Spotify at the top of the hour. So if you came in late, you want to listen to it as a podcast, that's great. Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano, our president and CEO, is here. Brian Jacobson, chief economist, is here. You're on Fox Business on Friday, and you've got an appearance on other channels this week. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, it's really exciting. I actually get to go to New York City doing some due diligence on some of the funds in which we invest client money in. And as part of that, I'm going to actually be able to be on CNBC on Thursday at about noon. And then Cheddar TV, it's a streaming service at about 3 o'clock our time. And some of those, Danny, we'll be able to, to use. And if you can't see it live, we may have it up on our website and perhaps through our Axiom. Yep, and you could sign up for the Axiom, our free weekly newsletter. But we're working on that, and we would love to have you see that because it was a great piece. Learned a lot. Good. Thanks, Danny. Brian, we were talking about the bearish opinions that are out there and for real reasons why people can be bearish. But it always allows an opportunity as well. And you think about a new day in America, and you think about opportunity sets. For example, commodities, AI technology, biotech, all of these things still are opportunities. But you know, when people are bearish, they generally think of the S&P 500 and go, I want to run for the hills. There is still ways to make sure that your portfolio is presented to take advantage, even in an environment like this. Yeah, I think that when I envision the market, most people, they do talk about the S&P 500 and forget that that is only 500 of the largest stocks in the United States. There are many other stocks out there. There are many other investments out there. And I think that you just touched on a few of them as far as whether it's a particular asset class like commodities, or if it's a particular theme like artificial intelligence, biotechnology. How are these different areas maybe presenting opportunities for investors, especially if you do get some sort of broad sentiment-driven sell-off in the market that you might be able to take advantage of? That is really a good point, sentiment-driven. And that is a market is a market of investors. And sometimes the sentiment overwhelms. And yeah, I would, I would argue though, Brian, that when everybody's on one side of the room, the market generally has a way of trying to figure that out. Yeah, I think that there's this old saying about how the market really exists to frustrate the hopes or the despair of the majority. Most people, whenever you think that, wow, everybody is so bearish or everybody is so bullish, that's oftentimes when you see what are called big reversals in right. the market. Yeah, and so you think about how you present a portfolio and not all investors have all of their money in the S&P 500. 
you know, even if it's a 60-40 portfolio, we're talking about 40% in fixed income. And we talk about fixed income, where are you? So there's international opportunities, there's bond opportunities, and of course, there are places in the equities market that are not the S&P 500, and that's really what we're trying to explain. Yeah, when we are talking on our investment committee about the opportunities, we're actually looking at it from a very global perspective. So it's not just, you know, do we want to be in these 500 companies or not? It's looking at emerging markets, non-U.S. markets, small caps. When it comes to fixed income, there's a wide spectrum of opportunities there. You have U.S. Treasury securities, or is it more in corporate bonds? Yes, there's a little bit more of what they call credit risk, but you can also get oftentimes better coupon income by investing in those types of securities. And you go through a portfolio and you say, all right, how should I be positioned? A lot of times, unfortunately, Dr. Jacobson, people set it and forget it, and they don't go back and look at their portfolio. But there is some urgency to take a look at it right now. There really is. I think that when we consider the current current environment, all the fears around going into a recession, the debt ceiling, what better opportunity is there to really take that holistic view of your finances and see whether or not you are positioned in a way that is aligned with your longer-term financial goals. Yes, excellent. And of course, Danny, as you know, it's just not the portfolio. The full-scale wealth management means we bring the entire team to the table. We're talking about estate planning lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, PhDs, a couple of these guys running around here. And that really is the wealth metric that we're talking about. And the deep team, we bring that to every investor who comes through. If we've often talked about this. If you're with somebody else, there is absolutely no reason why you should not engage Annex Wealth Management to get a second look. It really is a second opinion. That doesn't mean that what you have is wrong. And a lot of times people come in and we say, this is a question you should ask your current advisor. Yeah, yeah. And it's a quick process. So you head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. That begins the process. Just communication. We're not going to bug you. I can promise you that. What we do is investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. And we do it with the complete power of the Annex Wealth Management team, all the people that Dave described. I mean, talk about really a great combination, working for you and you alone. How about it? Know the difference. We say it. One team, one plan, and one fee. If you heard enough in the last hour to pique your interest, take that next step. See what we can do for you. Click that Get Started button. See you next Sunday at noon. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.